Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. This is going to be a little bit of a rapid fire round of what's going on in the market. And uh, I'll try to get you guys all caught up to what's going on out there. Uh, what we're seeing, uh, the NASDAQ is down um, pretty decent right now on the day. And uh, we're going to cover a little bit as to what's going on out there. And, um, you know, is it just coming back a little bit from uh, yesterday's uh, big rally, big push higher? We definitely had some uh, catalysts that were uh, taking the market higher yesterday. And now we're uh, kind of reeling it back. So we're going to see what's going on. And uh, first up, I did want to say, if you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, please go ahead and do so. Uh, that way you do not miss any other episodes here for me. Uh, a lot of different stuff coming up in the future that I'd really like to uh, get out there to you guys. So uh, please uh, go ahead and subscribe and also share. That uh, definitely means the world to me. And um, follow along on uh, Facebook, Let It Grow Investing uh, podcast page on Facebook. We're doing the weekly investing challenge for 2023. And we are on week 38 of that. We've got uh, five names this week. We've got Kroger, UPS, Amazon, Neo, uh, and Starbucks, which we added this time last year. So let's see if it's worth uh, taking a look at uh, at this point in time. Let's um, Hopefully, this one actually starts to turn around. We got get some things going in our direction with Starbucks. That one's been a little bit of a laggard here this year. But um, yeah, first up, I did want to say last time, right? I, I was kind of thrown off. Uh, middle of the episode, I was not all that uh, certain as to what was going on with one ticker. Um, ABML, right? It is a uh, off-market pink sheet type of stock uh, or over-the-counter traded. So you generally get uh, commissions uh, that you have to pay or uh, when you when you go ahead and purchase these uh, these shares. And uh, the the ticker went from ABML to uh, a bunch of numbers with a V and then something else afterwards. Now it's traded, uh, changed again. It says it's 02451V309. And um, this is actually a good thing, right? Uh, I was kind of reeling to figure out what was going on, if it was just a glitch with E-Trade or, or what was up. Uh, but Sunday morning, uh, I did notice this, right? Well, I saw that it was changing. I did a little bit of research, and uh, what's happening is that ABML is getting uplisted to the NASDAQ, uh, which is awesome news. It's going to be a big catalyst for uh, purchasing. You're not going to have to pay those fees. For me on E-Trade, it's, it's $4.95. Uh, would, not a big deal if you're you know, purchasing larger amounts, but if, say, you only wanted um, you know, 30 shares, that's, uh, that's a chunk of uh, your actual investment that's going straight to commission. So uh, the fact that uh, it is going to now be traded on the NASDAQ, we won't have to pay those commissions. Uh, the shares have gone from 60 some cents, 61 cents to now they're going to be, uh, it looks like trading at $9.83. They are currently paused. You cannot uh, actually go ahead and, well, I guess you could purchase. Uh, I did come up with a uh, warning for me that uh, the price entered was more than 20% low below the ask price. Uh, or the bid price for uh, for purchasing, and uh, it it 
kind of threw up a red flag. I, I think you could still go ahead with it, but that was kind of just seeing what was going on there. Uh, so uh, again, this is going to be a good thing. Anytime anyone's buying uh, a NASDAQ uh, ETF, you're going to be buying a little bit of ABML, which uh, you know is a, is a huge deal. And the fact that it's going to get a little bit uh, more notoriety as to the fact that it's a, a legit stock. It's not just a pink sheet at this point, but it is that uh, lithium stock. They are doing a lot in recycling of uh, batteries, which is going to be huge in the EV world. And uh, the next thing that I saw that kind of made me think, hey, this is a great idea, is going to be actually the iPhone's big announcement today on Tuesday, which is the iPhone 15. And that, uh, that iPhone 15, the uh, cobalt within the phone, is claiming to be 100% recycled cobalt. Uh, so hopefully we can start to see some synergies from some other companies looking to use recycled uh, materials for uh, you know these batteries, right? We're definitely in a time where uh, we all know that the mining can be dangerous, can be you know harmful, and uh, if we can reuse a, a lot of the materials that we you know dig up now for years to come, that would be uh, a great situation in my mind to where we don't have to have as much lithium or cobalt or whatever uh, in order to make these batteries, and we can simply recycle it going forward. And uh, I think that'd be a great situation. But uh, as far as the uh, the iPhone 15. Uh, it's looking like the prices are going to stay the same, which normally they go up, right? We normally see uh, prices on the new iPhones actually run up, um, you know, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever it is. And uh, this year, it's looking like we're going to stay right where we're at. And I think they're starting right around $999. Uh, they're going to be offering the USB-C connections on uh, on the new iPhones. Uh, yeah, the iPhone 15 is $799. The Pro is $999. Uh, so we're seeing that we've got uh, some new cameras. We've got uh, you know all the new things that they they tell you pretty much every year. The cameras a little bit better, chips a little bit faster. Uh, you know everything about the phone is just slightly upgraded, and uh, hopefully we get these um, you know to to last longer. So we're not having to buy them every year, but uh, it tends to seem like you know after a couple of years you need a new one anyhow. But uh, I, I guess they are pretty heavily used for most of us. They're always on and. Uh, you know, always with us. So um, we'll, I guess, take what we can get uh, as far as that goes. But um, I definitely think that this is going to be uh, a kind of sell the news event, right? The, this is uh, something new, but it's nothing groundbreaking and uh, kind of a, 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 not a dud. I'm not going to say that, but it's not anything that is going to really excite investors. Uh, Apple is down about 2.2% on the day. Uh, I'm guessing a lot of that is, you know, yeah, again, sell the news, a little bit underwhelmed, a lot of the same things we've seen before, and uh, nothing too crazy there. Uh, I will say that Apple did enter a agreement with Qualcomm uh, to actually go ahead and produce those chips for the iPhone through 2026, I believe it was. So, I don't think this is huge news for Apple. It's probably worse news for Apple as they were looking to make their own modems. Uh, now they're going back again to Qualcomm. I think this is the second or third time they've said they're not using them anymore. And then they keep going back to Qualcomm chips. Uh, you know, they, they've got a great product over there. And uh, that was one of the reasons I did go ahead and buy them the other day when everyone was running for the hills and Huawei was not using Qualcomm chips. Uh, I kind of thought it was a little bit oversold. The uh, Mercedes-Benz uh, automotive company is going to be using Qualcomm chips in a lot of their 
vehicles going forward. That was an announcement that was also made over the weekend. And then Monday morning, we had this announcement that, hey, you know, Apple actually needs us again. So, uh, you know, a, a big driver of revenue going forward. Uh, that's probably in part to do with uh, some of the parts with, with how Huawei uh, not needing the chips. Now, you know, Apple could pick them up from, from Qualcomm for cheaper, maybe. I, I'm not sure the margins or the deal or anything like that. But again, uh, they're selling a lot of these chips that uh, they weren't allowed to sell to Huawei. Uh, so we've actually got uh, uh, some upgrades on Qualcomm uh, to buy from hold. That's from Morningstar, uh, and that is a 140 price target. We've actually got uh, some other ones up to 155 on Qualcomm. Uh, so I'm still bullish on this company. I still think that they make great things. Uh, I'm glad I bought on that little bit of a dip that we had last week. I think it was down about 7%, and we've probably about filled that gap, uh, may, maybe a little bit less than that, but we are definitely up. Uh, from that low, which I'm glad to see. Uh, so what else we got? We've got uh, Amazon. What is Amazon doing? They're doing some stuff with uh, warehousing, right? They are uh, announcing supply chain by Amazon. That's an end-to-end -end fully automated set of supply chain services that will provide sellers with a complete solution to quickly and reliably move products directly from their manufacturers to customers around the world. Uh, so you're going to be using Amazon shipping. And I was uh, kind of questioning this last time when I was saying UPS, right? I, I, I said, you know, if you, if Amazon kind of gets into that game, it's going to be a, a little bit tougher of a move for UPS. And uh, now we're kind of seeing that they're not only going to be shipping, they're also going to be warehousing items and make it uh, a lot quicker of distribution for those, uh, those companies that they actually service. So this is a big move. Uh, I, I still think that uh, Amazon has got a, a great growth story ahead of it. Um, and that's uh, that's definitely a stock that is on my radar. That's why it's on week 38. That's also why Apple is not. Um, I, I think Apple keeps kind of repeating themselves. They really need to get out of that cycle and do some other things other than just iPhone. That has been their big sales driver. Uh, I know they got a ton of money. I know that they are a cash cow. I, I, I get it. But uh, I want to see something more from Apple uh, simply than just doing the same products and slightly revising them a little bit better to you know have the next number of iPhone or Mac or whatever. Uh, that's uh, that's kind of here nor there. I, I still like Amazon a lot more as a company as far as growth is concerned. Uh, Apple is a, is a solid company and I own probably about the same amount of Apple and Amazon. If I had to pick right now though, I'm buying Amazon. Right, you got about twenty-four percent of upside on Amazon right now, and if I look at Apple, we're—I mean, even if it does say there's more upside, it's eighteen percent. I don't see that we're getting to two hundred seven right now. I don't think that that's going to happen. Uh, maybe within twelve months, but I, I think that's more of a pipe dream. Uh, I, I'd like to see it. You know, as I said, I'm a, I'm a shareholder too. I am long on this name. I've had it for a long time. But uh, I don't really see the growth story matching up to the numbers that some of these analysts are predicting. Just my two cents, right? It, it could definitely uh, you know, launch up higher and, and be a little bit more overvalued than I personally think that it already is. But uh, I think Amazon does make a little bit more sense in this climate. Um, now, going forward, we've got uh, Morgan Stanley coming out on Tesla and saying that it could potentially be... Um, about $500 billion more valuable with the launch of Dojo. That's your supercomputer uh, 
powered by AI and doing a lot of things in uh, autonomous driving and things like that, uh, collecting a lot of data, interpreting a lot of different things. And uh, it could be a huge growth driver for Tesla. So uh, this one came out um, yesterday as well. And uh, RBC Capital moved it up also, excuse me, to about 305. And Morgan Stanley actually bumped it up to $400 as a price target. Uh, now, uh, with uh, with Dojo, I, I definitely think that it will be a growth driver. I don't know how soon that is uh, expected to be released. I don't know that that is in 12 months. And if it is within 12 months, is that going to be actually producing uh, a lot of revenue with, within 12 months? So I don't know that we're getting to that number either. Uh, I love to th see that they think that we are undervalued uh, from that uh, 240, 250 price point Monday morning, and they moved us all the way up to 400. I love that. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big uh, Tesla shareholder as well, but um, uh, I think we need to have some real you know, kind of realism in there that we might not be right up to 400. And if we kind of roll up uh, above 300, three and a quarter, I think we're going to see some profit taking similar to what we're seeing in NVIDIA. Uh, you know, a lot of these people that are in NVIDIA now are up 200%. And uh, that's really hard going into the end of the year for some people, uh, money managers to not take some profit and show their customers, hey, this is what I was able to do for you for this year, right? We picked NVIDIA. We knew it was undervalued, and I, I made you a ton of money. Uh, so you know, thank me at the, uh, the the Christmas party or whatever. So I, I don't know that uh, Tesla is going to run that high that fast, especially with a lot of the uh, the cuts on uh, price point. I know margins coming down a little bit, and uh, yes, they're still going to be a you know the the main player that everyone is chasing in the EV race. But uh, margins coming down and uh, some other things that are, are out there uh, kind of worry me about uh, going straight to 400. I don't think that that is going to happen. Uh, I think we'll have some stops and starts along the way. And, um, you know, overall, uh, I still think that it is a solid company. Uh, I'm not looking to invest any more in this one at this time, simply because I have a full position on Tesla. And uh, I would have even been looking at some options for covered calls to... Uh, generate some more cash off of this one. But again, it's very volatile. So I don't really want to issue a uh, or, or have a, a tax liability if I do uh, write a covered call for, uh, say, 325 or 350 a couple months out. And then it does get there. And then I'm selling. And then, I, then I've got to pay taxes on that. Uh, I really don't want that. So the, the volatility in it makes it a little bit hard to predict where this one's going to go. I would love to get some of those premiums. Uh, but it's just a, a something where I, I really don't want to have to pay a bunch of taxes. Uh, it is held in my taxable account uh, to have that many shares. I couldn't, you know, purchase all of it in my IRA, uh, so I really don't want to uh, to pay the the taxes on it because I think it's going to go much higher than four hundred. Uh, you know, by twenty thirty, I, I think we're going past that. Uh, so that is my uh, that's my long term plan. There, I, I'm going to hold it. Uh, I'll try to accumulate more when I feel, feel that it is fairly valued. I, I kind of think it's had a little bit of a run-up this week that I, I'm going to let it settle before I even consider it. But uh, there's a lot of other names that I'm looking to build up a position in to kind of even out the uh, the balance of the names that I have in my portfolio. Right? I uh, As I've said before, I don't really like to have anything more than 5% of my total uh, portfolio value. I'm going to stick to that rule. And uh, you know, adding to some other names, we'll uh, build them up in uh, portfolio weight, 
And then if those get a little bit stronger and uh, Tesla comes down a little bit, maybe I'll bump that up when some capital comes in. Um, other than that, we've got uh, Taiwan Semi. Uh, I know I was talking about them last time, looking to get in on the ARM, ARM IPO, uh, which is a initial public offering. They are going public and uh, Taiwan Semi does want in. They want about $100 million worth of ARM uh, stock. So they're going to be purchasing that. And uh, that is definitely a big bet on that uh, on that name. Uh, we're going to see what that one has to offer. The uh, the IPO market is heating back up. Uh, I forget the other one that is coming back out. I'm sure if I do a quick search on ARM, I can probably find out what other names uh, are out there. But uh, definitely, we're seeing some more uh, IPO action, and uh, I definitely think that the the market is coming uh, back a little bit on that. We're less worried about recession fears. A lot of people calling for a soft landing. It's uh, looking more and more plausible. Uh, I'm still worried about uh, the the prices and uh, people living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, a lot of those fears, yes, they are still strong. Yes, they're still spending, but uh, they aren't saving as much, which is uh, concerning to me, right? I'm definitely a planner, definitely a saver uh, where I can be. And um, it, I'm still concerned about that part of the uh, the economy, right? How are we going to uh, handle any kind of major downturn? And uh, if we were actually going into a recession, are half of these people that aren't saving, are they ready for it? And I, I think that that answer is no. I think we might luck out on this one. But um, yeah, a lot of the costs are getting out of control. And uh, I think some people would need to kind of chill with the credit cards for a little bit, uh, build up some cash, build up some uh, some savings. And uh, really plan ahead for what's going on out there. Uh, my two cents. I, I know everyone's got their own thing to do, but um, that's uh, that's just me. So that's what I got there. Uh, I did uh, cover the uh, these names last time: Kroger, UPS, Amazon, Novo Nordisk. Did I say that last, uh, right earlier? I don't even think I did. Uh, and Starbucks. I might have got NVO wrong. Uh, but anyhow, that's the five that I got for week thirty-eight. Uh, Kroger, they are making that deal with Albertsons. They are going to be selling about 400 stores off to, I believe, Piggly Wiggly, which is always fun to say. And uh, they are going to be a force to be reckoned with in the grocery space. I've liked a lot of these companies that are uh, really selling things, right? You know, tangible objects. Uh, food is definitely something that we all need. Uh, if there's you know any kind of problem out there, people are going to stock up on everything again. Uh, I still like this company. I think that the growth is going to be very strong. The online portion of their business grew about, uh, I believe, 11, 12% uh, this past uh, quarter. And uh, that's definitely nice. We are seeing uh, an increase in sales of about 1% less fuel um, over the course of this past quarter as well. Uh, UPS, uh, again, I still like this business. Uh, I think going into the holiday season, it's going to be something that uh, is going to run up. It typically does run up into uh, the holidays. And I don't think that this year is going to be any different. Uh, so UPS, uh, it is down today about 2.5%, probably on some of this Amazon news, uh, down about 156.9. Uh, and the average price target being 185. Uh, Amazon, I already covered that one. This one's got uh, a little bit more on the way of upside, but no dividend. The uh, the dividend on UPS is about 4% at this point. Uh, actually, maybe a little bit higher. Uh, now, Amazon, we're at 141. Uh, average price target being 175.63. I still love this company. And um, I would uh, look to buy some more myself, right? I, I had some uh, some buy orders in. 
they were a little bit lower. Um, the stock kind of got away from them, so I canceled them just because I wanted to put that money into play a little bit sooner than later. I have a hard time just staring at money in my account. I want it to be doing something, so I try to find something that's uh, that's worth buying out there. So uh, I got to sit on my hands sometimes and not buy more stock. But uh, yeah, Novo Nordisk, they are looking to build out some of that uh, obesity drugs that they are uh, really you know, doing a lot of mergers and acquisitions in order to build that part of their business. And uh, I think that it is a strong uh, way to go about growing their, their company. There is a lot less information on this one. It is a Danish company. Uh, I, I believe that's where they're, they're at. Um, and they, there's a lot less uh, knowledge out there. But uh, they have been growing pretty well, and I think through a lot of these uh, mergers and acquisitions, the amount of cash that they have, uh, and a lot of the uh, the prospects that they're looking to get into really makes sense for me. Uh, so I'm throwing that one out there as another company in the pharmaceutical space that might be a little bit off the radar, but um, I think has a, a good path to growth going forward. And uh, finally for this week was Starbucks. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we did buy this one. Uh, this time last year, and um, SBUX, we're uh, we're sitting at uh, ninety six dollars and eight cents. The average price target is one fifteen, so it's about twenty percent of upside. Uh, you've got uh, probably about a two point three percent dividend. I'm going to call it. Let's uh, let's get back over to that screen. Uh, two point two. So you've got two point two, about twenty percent of upside on this one. Amazon was twenty four percent of upside, no dividend. UPS was what uh, 20% and uh, or 18% and a 4% dividend. Uh, so that's nice. Uh, a lot of comparables across the board here. Kroger, uh, a little bit less on the way of upside. I didn't cover that one. We've got a uh, dividend of about 2.5%. PE is pretty low at a 13. Uh, I like this one too, right? There's, there's a lot of good options here. And we really need to narrow down as to which ones and why. Uh, this one's also got about 14.05% uh, of upside on Kroger KR. Uh, so, you know, about 16.5% with the dividend. There's a, there's a lot of good options. You know, we've got, uh, you know, groceries, consumer staples. We've got shipping uh, in the way of UPS and logistics. Amazon, which does seemingly everything anymore. Uh, pharmaceuticals and Novo Nordisk and uh, kind of consumer discretionary and Starbucks. But uh, yeah, as I mentioned also last time, you know, Starbucks seems to have a lot of problems every time you, they they turn a corner, but somehow they always kind of come out uh, and ahead of it, right? It, it, they had the, the labor problems, they had the, uh, you know, the, the shortage of workers, uh, you know, no problem or uh, problems in China, uh, a, a lot of different things with shutdowns and, and not being able to uh, service their customers just a, a whole bunch of problems, but somehow they always kind of come out in front of it. So uh, I'm thinking that that one could be a good rebound play. Uh, the other ones make sense though for me as well, right? I, I definitely see the growth uh, in Amazon. I, I like the growth in Kroger. That's a little bit more um, uh, conservative of, of a play, right? We don't, we don't have the volatility that we're going to have with some of these other, uh, you know, high flying type names. UPS, I like the dividend. I mean, there's there's really no wrong way to go. Uh, the one with the least amount of information is Novo, um, but they have been really on a tear, and uh, I don't know that I want to bet against them either. So please get uh, over to Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. Get your votes in for one of these five, and uh, let me know what stocks you're buying, right? 
Uh, week 39 is coming up. It's coming up quick. And uh, I need to get five more names for you guys so we can uh, decide together what we're going to be adding to this portfolio. And uh, with that being said, that's about all the time that I've got today. Uh, another busy schedule, uh, busy afternoon here for me. And um, yeah, tomorrow's not looking any different. So I will catch you guys in the next one. Take care uh, and you know, happy investing. So talk to you on uh, Monday. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.